you know, when, you, when you're in ministry and you're preaching all the time, you're always preparing for Sunday, right? So what happens when you aren't going to church that's your church? You're just going to church. And I feel like the Lord said, just keep praying for Sunday like you always prayed for Sunday. Like, so pray and you go, and just like you gave a gift when you're speaking, go and, and give a gift, like, like be praying for whoever you're supposed to minister to. So we had a couple different experiences. One young lady got up front, um, and she was going to missions in Uganda. And I just felt like the Lord say, ask her how much she owes on her trip and pay the rest. I went up, introduced myself, asked her how much she said. She said six or $700. I said, I want to pay that. And she said, no, you don't. <laughs> it was too, for her, it was too much. And that, that was a connection spiritually there, obeying the Lord. Okay, I had a dream. I'm not a big dreamer, or I've, I've struggled having dreams that mean anything. Now, my wife will wake up, we'll drive somewhere. She'll spend 30 minutes detailing her dream out that lasted all night. It's like a lifetime of dreams, not me. Okay, but I had this dream of this young man. He's 23, 24, uh, two years ago. He's 24 now. Had a dream, very clear to me. Um, and uh, I gave it to a long dream I wrote out. And, and I, I told him Sunday morning, I, have a, I dreamt of you, I'm going to send it to you, and uh, I want you to talk to two people that I knew that he knew at the church, uh, one, both of them were elders actually, and I gave it to him later in the week, I, asked the, I, I texted it to him later in the week, I asked the two elders, did he talk to you? They're like, no, and so two or three weeks later, he was working sound and he told me, he goes, why don't, why don't I just talk to you about it? I'm like, I don't even know you. I think you should talk to people you know, right? But he followed me out to the car, and we met, and we were just chit-chatting at a coffee shop. And then all of a sudden, the 15-minute piece of that hour and a half was like super Holy Spirit. And, and he totally told me what the dream was about. And it connected us, right? Because you can be connected like in all different ways. We can be connected because we hate the same politicians, right? That's a great connection for Christians. You know, hate is a great connector. Or we, can, or we can idolize certain politicians, and that's a great connector, right? We do that, right? Or, 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 or the things people are doing wrong that we hate or we can't stand or that we're afraid of. But we're a faith community. We're not connected on hate or fear. We're not connected even on morality or doctrine. We're connected on Jesus Christ solely only, okay? That's it. And everything after that, we build upon and we work upon. Tim and I, I'll, I'll, Tim's a, more of a theologian than I am. As far as a theologian, they have a line upon line concept of things, right? And so I don't get, I don't, I don't have that same, uh, same way of thinking. I've got a couple friends like him that have a theological mindset. So when I'm thinking of something, or I'm encountering something, or I'm experiencing something from the Lord, I go to Tim, and he never says, man, you sound like an idiot. I don't remember the last time. I remember the last time. It was about five or six months ago. It was middle. It was probably the summer. And I was telling Tim, this is what I think the Lord is saying. And I gave him like three or four scriptures, because that's what we do when we want to prove ourselves, right? We give scripture. It's the same thing the devil does. He gives scriptures. So Tim, he didn't say that's dumb. He goes, that sounds really interesting. But what do you do about these three or four scriptures. He gave me three or four scriptures. So I was like, doggone it, I can't use that now. <laughs> so what happens is we, have, we, come, we, we learn and we grow in community. And, but it's gotta be based on not something, but someone. 
And we miss that a lot. We miss the heart of Jesus a lot. I'm old enough in Grants Pass, Oregon, 1976 or 77, we had a band coming from the Happy Hunters. Remember the Happy Hunters? They were in Humble, Texas. Um, they were coming to Grants Pass, Oregon in the 70s. I was like 14 or 15. I think it was 70. And we had to get permission to put an electric guitar and drums on the stage. And we had just gone through the fight of can we go to an electric piano instead of an organ and a regular piano? Yeah, and we had just gone through the thing of do you, can you go from hymns to the, to the things you would flip? I don't even know what they are, the Mylar pages, the overheads. Somebody would sit there and they'd overhead, you know. And so we had just gone through. I'm, I'm old enough to know from 13, 14, 15, 16, and we had this band come, and it was called, they were called the Three Amigos. You can actually go on Spotify and find the Three Amigos. It was a Christian band, and um, it was a big deal, but we fight over those things all the time. Should we or shouldn't we? As soon as you are fighting over should we or shouldn't we, you probably got something wrong. If you're not foundationally talking Jesus first between you and your brother, you and your sister in Christ. Showing up at church for me, has not been easy the last couple of years. I've decided what church we're going to go to by the jobs I take for 30 years. So my wife got to choose this last church. So we're going, it's really close. It's got a great youth. Our daughter's very involved. And um, but the Lord's like, just show up. And it, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to really love worship where you're going. You just have to worship, right? You don't really have to love the message. You don't even have to need the message. Because, you know, when you're 60-something, you're listening to a, you know, a 40-something, you're like, what can they teach me? That's what Roy's doing right back there right now. <laughs> Roy's like, oh, man, what can this kid teach me? <laughs> I'm going to pick on Roy, okay? Because Roy, Roy is sweet enough and nice enough. He won't, he won't throw me out or anything like that. <laughs> but the Lord's like, isn't it? This is what the Lord says. I'm struggling with going to a church with a young pastor, you know, with everything. Everything's young. Everything's like, like real polished and really well done. And I've never done church that way. And the, it's just like the sound is perfect and everything's spot on. And it starts right on the minute. And, and I like it to start on time. But, you know, for me, it's like, well, you know, he said this or he said that. Or, hmm, I don't know if I like that he said that. Or why do they keep saying that? And the Lord's like, isn't it awesome that your relationship with me is so vibrant that Sunday morning is not that exciting? Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, Wow. I should rather celebrate that my relationship with him and my worship and my time in the word and me being taught by him is exciting. So I can just go to church. I can still go and think, what can I give? Nothing from the front, but I can still give. This last Sunday, I walk in. There's a guy that's going there now. He used to be an elder at Christian Life Center with Pastor Richard Rodriguez over on 59. I was there for four or five years in the, in the mid to late 90s and um, gave him a hug. I really love this guy. And I sat down and worship was just getting started. And I was like, God, I really, I love, I love this guy so much. And um, I was feeling a little emotional. And um, I'm not one who likes to feel emotional. Although one time I came here and I cried and cried and cried. <laughs> All right. Super embarrassing. I'm, I'm, you remember? It was, so, it was so good for me. The thing is, is like I, I, it, the, what the Lord has taught me is that emotion, that's, that could be him. 
That could be his emotion. That could be him and me. So I just settled with it. I really, lo- I really love this guy. And I heard the Lord say, I love him too. And that just kind of broke me down. And he started telling me, but he started like expanding it. I'm, I'm, I'm all, and he said, I'm this and this and this way towards him. And man, I, I sort of started crying Was worship started and tearing up. And I thought that, 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 was a, that was fun. That was a nice little experience, right? Thank you, God, for that. Made me tender, made me engaged. And then as we're going through worship, worship's done. And I sit down and the Lord's like, now I want you to go tell that after, after it's over, I want you to go tell that man that thing I just told you. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but so I went. And I said, hey, I have a word for you. And his wife was there and his wife and then a guy behind him, they all like, and I just, I just told them what I was telling them. Hey, I was, I was in worship and I said, I how much, told the Lord how much I loved you and this is what the Lord said about you. And we just both started crying. And we were, and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like cute. It wasn't manly either. We were two men holding on to each other crying, okay? There's nothing worse than that when you're in Montgomery, Texas, right? <laughs> Look at all these cowboy boots in here. So, uh, and then he says, he's, he's a couple years older than me. He goes, look at us, two old men crying. I'm like, don't dare call me old, old man. So, you know, we laugh, but it was like the, the Lord wants to do those things between us. He wants connection. He wants like, I love you connection. I love you. We really are brothers and sisters in Christ. Are you praying for, are you praying for what you're going to give when you show up here? Are you praying for what you're going to give? Are you seeing faces of people that you know and praying for them? God bless so-and-so. God, if, even if it's just God bless them, God bless them, give them favor. Be praying for people, okay? Be praying for strangers that walk in. I had a, another dream, and um, guy walks into the church, and all I can see all I can see is this one guy, he's got a duff, you know what duff beer is from the Simpsons, right? Got a duff beard cap on. He's a mess. His wife is a mess. Their kid is in a uh, baby pajamas from the night, Nightmare Before Christmas or the, with the whole skeleton. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's weird to wear to church, <laughs> right? And I'm thinking like that they don't get it at all. They don't understand. All they know is they're at a car wash they met some people and they came to our church and they stayed for years. But I had a dream for, uh, about him. I just had a dream. I saw his face and all I, I couldn't wait for the service to be over. So I ran to the front door, which I normally don't do. He walked out and all I said is, hey, I had a dream about you last night. God, show me your face. God knows who you are sort of thing. It's really, really simple. It's really simple. And so, and it took me 40 years or more, 45 years to learn that when I have a dream, Ask the Lord, is this from you? What is it? What more? When I have an emotion, when I feel something, ask the Lord, what is this? Is there more? When I hear a word, a phrase, a something, and it can get embarrassing, and it can get, but, but it can get embarrassing, but faith is spelt R-I-S-K, right? Risk. But all you're risking is your is your emotions, is, oh, I felt bad, God was wrong. I've been wrong a lot. Ask my wife. No, don't ask my wife. <laughs> Unless you can be here all day, all right? But I'm wrong a lot. When, I, when I, I say, I think this, I'm wrong a lot. But it's better for me to be in practice 
and growing and building that muscle of hearing the Lord than to be so afraid that I have to get it right all the time. I don't have to get it right all the time. You've never listened to a preacher who's gotten it right all the time. Because if they did, if I speak on grace, and I'm speaking on grace, and like that is a fantastic series. I speak four or five Sundays, 30, 40 minutes, an hour. I'm still only touching a little tiny sliver of God's grace. And if, if, if I'm teaching it like I know it well, then I, then, then I think I know it. And what I think I know, then I think I don't need to know any more about it. And his, it's grace and his peace and his love is level upon level, layer upon layer. It's built up. And as the older we get, the more enthused we should be. But what happens a lot of times when we get old, when we get to like Tim's age, time you're in your mid, you're like, oh, you know, why are these guys doing this? And the music's too loud. And, and we're always looking for things to irritate us. But we just have to, right? Anybody here with me or is it just me? <laughs> But we do, but, but we, we really want to have like this, this better sense of the Holy Spirit. We're a faith community. We're a spirit-filled community. We're people who walk in the spirit. We're connected well to the spirit. That's the call in our life, okay?